Welcome to Lesbians Who Write with Claire Lydon and T.B. Markinson. Conversations about writing and lesbian fiction. Join us as we draw back the curtain on the writer's life. Welcome to episode 117 of Lesbians You Write. This week's topic is Are You Languishing? Joining me, Claire Lydon, is my co-host, the Languishing Queen, T.B. Markinson. Hello, T.B. How are you today? Languishing, yeah. of course, naturally. I yeah. mean. What does languishing involve? Have you got like a... I imagine like l- lying back in a hammock with a with a cigar and a, and a Mai Tai. Or is that just going on holiday? Am I getting them too confused? Do you smoke cigars on your holiday? <laughs> I can't stand the smell of cigars. Oh, you see, I love the smell of cigars. You're talking like cigars, like the not like cigarettes, but cigars, the big fat ones that are like really stinky. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not a smoker, so I don't smoke anything, but uh, I, I love the smell of cigars, yeah. You may be the first person I've ever like met who actually loves the smell of cigars. I spent my whole late teens and early 20s trying to be trying to smoke them but they're really hard to smoke because I'm not a smoker so I just used to choke myself half to death uh, every time there's a joke there somewhere isn't yeah, there there is but <laughs> we, we, let's try and grapple for it no we well, no we can't get it <laughs> anyway right. yeah I'm just gonna move on to what I've been up to because I'm gonna leave let listeners if you can come up with a good uh Claire can't smoke a cigar joke let us know so I've started to co-write with Miranda McLeod, and this will be a true test to see if my writing brain is broken for good, <laughs> or if there's still a little little glimpse of my writing brain back in there. It's, it's no secret for everyone who's been listening for a while that I've been struggling for weeks with the writing, with life, everything, which is why I suggested a languishing episode for today. That wasn't the reason why I scheduled this co-write. This uh, co-write was scheduled a long time ago. It's just hitting right when I'm broken, and I feel really bad for Miranda. Like, I'm just showing up for work, like, slightly beaten up, and I don't know how it's going to affect the co-write. But um, hopefully, hopefully it, you know, doesn't affect her as well. Hopefully I don't break Miranda in the process. <laughs> <laughs> That's the spirit. You know, I mean, uh, TB, you did uh, do the co-write with me last year when you were nearly dying. So I, I think I think just a little bit broken, you'll be fine. Well, that's good to know. So yeah. I can I can still I can still fake it when I need to. You can. Yeah, you're a pro. I'm pro at faking it, huh? <laughs> Is that related to the cigar joke somehow? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Queen of the callbacks. Um, also in the process of making tweaks to the Girl Love Happens series. Uh, when I published this series, I can't remember the year anymore, it it had a very bad start. Like, everything I did it all wrong. It was one of those things at the time where, like, um, series and, like, episodes were all the rage. And, of course, by the time I got involved in it, I was, like, so late to the party that series were being, um, like, deemed dead and don't do episodes. And I was like, motherfucker, I really just released a series with episodes. So I can't really fix it. So, um, so it's been a disaster all around. So what I'm trying to do is rebrand the entire series. It's still going to be called series, and there's still six episodes in each one. But instead of letting, releasing them one by one, I am now just going to release like season one, season two, season three. So I'm recovering everything. The prequel that came out is going to actually go into season one. So that's going to be like a joint, like you know, 
buy season one and get the bonus of the prequel. So the prequel will be coming down off of Amazon soon. It's still there now because this is going to be a process. But yeah, so I'm rebranding all of the Girl of Happens series, which is yet another thing I have. So while I've been dealing with getting the final two episodes off to the editor, I've also been dealing with the cover design and my launch launch process or how I want to relaunch it or anything like that. So so it's been a, it's been a big project. I've been mm-hmm. very busy. I know I have been writing a lot of words, but I've been very busy on other shit because it never slows down. No, and I remember um, rebranding uh, the whole All I Want series last year, and it takes a lot because there's a lot of decisions to make, right, on... Uh, on all the covers and once you've got a cohesive brand and you're happy with it then you've got to go and update it all uh in my thing across a lot of platforms you've only got one platform so it's slightly better but it's still a huge huge um undertaking so you have my i know i know it's a lot of work yeah but it, it just in the long run i think it will help and it also just goes to show how much publishing changes year to year because there was a while where this was like the the hottest new thing and now it's just like don't do it so we're constantly having to pivot, and it's one of those things that kind of goes on our backlist episode of last week of keep working on your backlist, and some of the suggestions we said was like recover and relaunch, and that's what I'm in the process. We're going to see how it works. I'll be interested to see the new look. All right, and then in fun news, I have some fun news. Ooh. Isn't that weird? For the languishing episode, I decided to break brand. Yeah, bring it on to this one, why don't you? Well, I can't really change it because um, I recently went to uh, P-Town for my birthday weekend. So kind of, you know, unless I changed my birthday, I guess I could have done it on a different episode. But it just happened to work out for this one. So um, now that I'm fully vaxxed because it's been well over two weeks since my second shot, um, I was desperate for some time away. <laughs> so I went away. And uh, not only that, I found... I, I had a surprise find in P-Town. I found a wine in a can. And so when I discovered this, I absolutely had to try it because um, I'm really terrible at opening wine. Like, I, the, the corkscrew in the cork is just, like, not a good thing for me. So I was very excited to find wine in a can, and I have to admit, it was, it was a sparkling rosé, and it was pretty tasty. So I brought some home, and it comes in a rainbow can, of course, because it's P-Town. I'm just laughing at you being so amazed at wine in a can. <laughs> Do you guys have, well, is it there? Do you guys have wine? I know, like, you have, like, gin and tonic in the can and, like, I'm Jack sh- and Coke. I'm sure that there must be. Now you're saying it, actually. I'm sure there must be wine in a can. Basically, though, we have uh, here, and I'm sure it's in America as well, right, screw top wine. So Well, yeah, you do have that. But, like, I always end up buying the one that doesn't have the screw top for some reason because mm. I guess I don't pay close enough attention when I'm in the liquor store. Mm. They went through, um, I, I'm, I'm sure they still do it, uh, Marks and Spencers did it. They went through this phase where you could buy a plastic wine glass full of wine. So that was like, it's like getting wine in a can, right? But they just had like a cellophane uh, top on it. So you just get the plastic wine glass full of, and then you just buy it and then you rip the the cellophane top off and... Voila, you've got a glass of wine. That would have been, why didn't you tell me that Why I was fucking there? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so it was nice to get away. I have um, some more weekend getaways planned uh, throughout the summer because um, now that it's getting nice out, except it's already getting really too hot. We're, like, skipping the nice spring temperatures. We're going straight to, like, 90 degrees, but you can't change that. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping all these steps I've been taking will just kick my writing brain back into gear. So... I don't know. But 
that's just the languishing, but then I was like, oh, I've had fun! <laughs> so I ruined it. I ruined the whole languishing episode. Yeah, you did. Um, but good. I'm glad you got away. Uh, and Provincetown, which is fantastic. Uh, we went there in 2019 and I had a lovely time. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a good weekend because, well, since I'm a lot closer, it's a good weekend getaway. Mm. It's, a, it's a bit of a drive. It's it's always longer than I think it is, but it is nice. And it's a, a relaxed atmosphere. Everyone's just kind of happy in P-Town when you're there. So It's the gayest place in the world. Is it really? Seemed pretty gay to me when I when we were there. Well, I was just trying to think. Are there other? Well, San Francisco, maybe, maybe. There, there were more women though. I think in uh, Provincetown. And I haven't been to San Francisco since I was like really young, so I don't think I was paying attention. <laughs> anyway, well, that's great. Um, over here, uh, as we're we are recording this ahead, so uh, as this is going out, I will still be tramping over Scottish hills and dales, but I'm not by a wonder of backwards time travel I'm in your ears being piped in so what have I been up to well um, I wrote a blog about launching uh, books so one thing I've been trying to do uh, and this is again is going back to uh, our topic last week of sell your backlist is I've been trying to do some more blogging this year and I'm actually doing it so that's really good I'm doing at least two a month um, some months I've even done three so I'm, I'm outdoing myself in the blogging world um, I also booked my editor for my title list as yet unfinished book so I've got a cover designer booked for July an editor booked um, and I'm not quite sure what it's all about yet but uh, you know it's fun isn't it is your editor also booked for July no that would be crazy <laughs> I was like whoa because <laughs> it's like June uh, no, uh, no. My editor is my editor is not booked for a specific day. In fact, she's booked for a, you know, we'll we'll get it to you within this three week period. So it's uh, I and she's fine with that. Well, that's great. Yeah. That's that's wow. I may need to rethink my editing dates because mine are pretty firm. <laughs> well, my all mine have been so far, and I was going to give her a, a one, but she just said, yeah, any any of those, any time in that time is fine. So I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that's good. So good, good. Uh, and I've also been choosing, as I think I said last time around, but I hadn't quite done it, so I've been choosing the new cover for the long weekend, again, going back to our last our last one. We're always we're always selling our backlist, aren't we? Um, basically, it's, it's, it's a lot of our business. Um, so yes, I think I've uh, decided on the cover for the long weekend, so that's quite exciting, actually, because my initial cover for the long weekend was graphic, and most of my graphic art graphic led, and all my covers are graphic led. Not they're they're not uh, realistic photographs of people. Um, and then the long weekend has always had a photograph of a woman on for the last three years. And while I like the cover, it was a little bit jarring, I suppose, with the rest of my catalogue. So uh, so the long weekend is going to come back in to to the fold with a cover that looks like all the others. It's no longer the run to the litter. It's going to be fit in with the litter. Um, yeah, so that's good. Uh, I got my second vaccination, so I'm all needled up. But I would just finish up by saying that um, this week, you know, in in real life, um, we've got some lovely uh, restaurants booked in uh, Scotland. So that'll be nice because we're going to have some lunches. So this holiday is not only a walking holiday uh, and a driving holiday. It's also a let's eat, let's eat nice seafood and drink nice wine. By a, by a big lake, by a loch, with no, mur with, no, with no murder, no murder. <laughs> Are you going to get wine in a can? Um, I, <laughs> I'm hoping not to. I've got, I've got to be honest. 
Um, you know, if someone comes up to me and gives me one of those wine in a glass uh, with a with a cellophane lid, well, brilliant. No, um, I'm hoping for some nice ice cold Chablis. Uh, my wife would be hoping for a nice ice cold Semillon and um, some lovely seafood to go with it. All right. Well, since you're walking, I mean, you're probably going to get really hungry. Mm. Uh, so yeah, power up in fish. Lots yeah. of protein for all that hiking. Yep. All right. You've really planned this out well. Yes, thank you. All right. Is that it? Or should we move on to the comment section? Go for comments. Go for comments. All right. We have a, an email from Nylanth. Uh, Nylanth is back with a couple points. First, Nylanth thought our cunning lin linguist episode was uh, hilarious. So thank you very much. And also Nylanth commented on the censoring of, word, of certain words like dyke, queer, and cunt. Um, Nyland is opposed to censoring words that a woman has used to describe herself or her own body. Of course, when they're used um, as slurs, that's a different matter. But, you know, I think I can't remember the exact point, but we were talking about how, like, for us, like, we have been trying to reclaim dyke since it was used as uh, slurs against us. And it was one of those things. And now, and now the younger generation, they're trying to reclaim the word queer. So... It's just like the evolution of words. They go through ups and downs. <laughs> they do. They, they definitely do. And I remember uh, when I was doing a um, postgraduate uh, degree uh, in the 90s and I had I did a module on queer theory. And I remember then that that was quite radical uh, in the sort of mid to late 90s because, um, yeah, because like you say, queer was a bad word when I was growing up. Like it had very negative connotations. Queer theory was quite a big subject uh, in the academic world there, and I think that was the start of queer being reclaimed. Excellent. So you were part of this part of this transformation. It was me actually who was responsible. So yeah. Oh. Well, very humble. All right. <laughs> so we also have an email from Yvonne on the boobs episode. Yvonne wanted us to know that in the Bible, in the um, the the Song of Solomon book. Uh, breasts are referred to as two fawns, like baby deer, I think. Is that what a fawn is? Oh, okay. Yeah. F-A-W-N-S. Is that the baby deer fawn? You see, you're asking, you're asking the wrong person. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> yeah, let's go with yes. <laughs> but, so I'm just trying to picture two baby deers on your, on your rack. <laughs> In the Bible. How very strange. There you go. Yeah. A lot would like it noted that, um. This particular phrase does not work for Yvonne, but no, um, no. wanted to let us know. Because, and if it is truly it, is baby deer, which I don't know. We really suck at definitions and, like, words. I'm with, a, I'm with Yvonne on this one. It doesn't work for me either. <laughs> two, two little Bambies. So uh, we also had some comments on the website, and one of them was for you, Claire, by Richard. And I think you did respond, but I thought I would bring it up for all the listeners to enjoy um, it was on our greatest fear episode, and Richard wanted to know if your greatest fear is now the 99 flake shortage that is currently happening in the UK and Ireland. How are you surviving? Well, uh, in a cunning stroke of forward planning, we already had two boxes of flakes in our freezer. So we sat back and chuckled as, uh, as the world... Uh, imploded with the flake shortage. Uh, it, it's been big news here, actually. Even uh, Marion Keys has been outraged. First, Percy pigs uh, were a shortage of them in Ireland, and now flakes. She's she's at the end of her tether, frankly. I'm wondering what she's like when she's grumpy. 
probably. Still... I kind of want to hear her like a whole string of her Irish accent with all the curse words because I bet it's delightful but then funny. <laughs> yes, uh, I think yeah, she's probably the same as she is uh, normally, but just a bit more sweary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I kind of. Uh, I wonder if she'll do an episode on this one. I'm hoping. And while you were mentioning, I did look up the definition of fun, and it is a young deer. Well done. See, we knew that. <laughs> we knew that. We also had a comment from Michael on the boobs episode in. Uh, I think we asked for other words for boobs in Michael, who I'm assuming quite possibly is American because uh, Michael suggested Hooters, which is a big uh, restaurant chain here in the U.S. because um, we're all about respect for women in this country. <laughs> I think I actually did go to a Hooters. I can't remember when. I mean, what's not to like about Hooters, really? Yeah. Yeah. So Michael suggested that one. So thank you very much for letting us know. And again... Another call out for listeners, if you have any other words for boobs, we're always looking for more boobs. We are, and I'm going to leave TB hanging on that comment. Uh, I don't have any comments, so we're going to crash on to... Oh, no, Actually, TB's... I have, a, I have a Twitter update, because oh, okay. we recently okay. set up our Twitter account, and I, a few episodes back, said, can we please reach up to 200 followers? I would like to report back that we're up to 275. So thank you so much for everyone who's followed us. So we're so close to 300. And maybe, maybe by the end of the end of June, we'll have up to 300 Twitter followers. Do you know, I've just got one thing to say to that, TB. Toot toot. <laughs> All right, let's crash on to the to the topic at hand. Now, I, I, I think you're a bit too jolly for this one, frankly. <laughs> I She's but a I just realized we have a bias of coffee coming. I would just like to say Nyland, who's also emailed us a couple times in the past few weeks, has also purchased, I mean, or bought us some coffee. So thank you very much, Nyland, for uh, buying us coffees and saying that we uh, we help Nyland smile and inspire Nyland to keep writing. So thank you very much for the coffee. And I think I think now I'm done. I'm sorry. All right. I'm you sorry. sure? Any... Bit, I'm still thrown by the tears the on your on your chest. Dears on your dears on your chest. Let's get onto the topic at hand, which TB is far too jolly for. But the question is, are you languishing now? This has been. Uh, I'll let you. I'll let you take over because it was your suggestion. But um, I, I hadn't heard about this. But then when I just put it into Google, there's loads of articles all over the internet about um, languishing, and um, mainly in all the big uh, US titles. So, do you want to tell us why you suggested this topic? suggested because um i had been maybe i found it sooner rather than later because um i've been trying to do some research you know with my whole not feeling very inspired to write and i'm, I'm trying to figure out is it is it is my brain completely broken or is there something else going on and i, I stumbled upon an article uh, about languishing and let's just be honest for the past was it what are we on the 15th month now fast 15 16 months um the vast majority of the world has come to a screeching halt since March of 2020. Now, I know we're uh, with the vaccines, we're slowly tiptoeing back into nor normality, but we're far from normality. And in the beginning in um, lockdown, like, it was such a new thing, and it was so shocking that our brains kind of went into, like, fight or flight. But now that it's just continuing to drag on, <laughs> continuing to drag on, um, 
you might be experiencing what people are now referring to as languishing. And what that is, it's the kind of in between. You're not full on depressed or you're not like reaching your full potential. You're just kind of, just kind of blah. And I think that's a great way to describe what I've been feeling for the past few months. Because I wake up in the morning and I'm like, oh, another day. So what? <laughs> I mean, it's hard to get enthused about things. Yes, it's hard to get enthusiastic about things when you've got nothing to look forward to. Um, and I think that this is something that um, I took from the Tim Ferriss podcast, which is a very good podcast. Um, I don't listen to it uh, that much anymore, but I used to listen to it all the time. And, uh, you know, pre-pandemic, this was, uh, he said that one of the best tricks he's he's ever had, he used to be like a last minute um, holiday planner. And he said, but one of the best tricks, um, life hacks, let's call it, he's ever stumbled upon was to actually plan all, everything, all his trips at the biggest start of the year. Because he said, you've got the anticipation and, and the looking forward to it and then the anticipation. And you can see all those dots on your calendar and you're like, oh, I've got that. And he said it boosts your serotonin and it boosts your mood and it bo just boosts your boost your life gives you hope um and i think that that's what this pandemic has done it's kind of taken that away right because there's nothing to look forward to because you can't make any certain plans because things are still not quite normal so i think that um that is that's understandable what you're feeling and i think everybody's feeling it in some way or other right some people are feeling it you know three times as much as some people but i've seen a lot of conversations on twitter especially between writers and this goes back to a thing that we were saying last week um about you know just having experience and getting things going out and experiencing life uh, and then having that experience to bring back to your writing and freshen it up and you know just conversations that you hear or places that you go or things that you see if you don't see anything new or hear anything new your writing is going to stagnate somewhat uh, and so, which is why, you know, uh, this Scotland trip for me is well-timed um, and long overdue, uh, not just for having a break, but just for having fresh impetus into my life. Yeah, it's not everyone's experience during the past uh, 15 months has been the same, but um, a lot of us are just kind of like, oh. But it's funny that you mentioned that Tim Ferriss uh, life hack, because when I worked at my last job, my last office job, I fucking hated that job. I, I hated my boss. I hated my job. And what I... One of my tricks I used to help get me to go to work every day, <laughs> to get me motivated, was um, I on a little post-it note on my um, computer monitor, I had how many days I had till my next holiday or, like, my next time off. And so when I would get into work, I would cross off that day, and I would see the progress of, okay, next. And I had some big trips planned that year, which was nice. So like I had a trip to Africa and everything. So a lot of exciting stuff, but it does help you because you're like, okay, I can get through this because there's light at the end of the tunnel. I'm going to go on this nice trip or something like that. It's sort of getting back, but what are some of the things you can do to kind of help you deal with the languishing? And, um, well, I'll link to the New York times article that, um, I found and sent to Claire as, uh, for her to help, uh, prep, for this episode and one of the first things of obviously whenever you have any type of problem is admitting that you're not fine you know, I think a lot of the things we do especially when we talk to people people are like always like how are you and are my at least my immediate reaction is to say oh I'm fine I'm not fine <laughs> I haven't been fine for weeks so um I I needed to admit that and I needed to start figuring out 
what's going on. I think my brain is just exhausted from all the mental calculations we've had to do since COVID started. Um, all the times we're like, you know, do I need to go to the grocery store? Will I get COVID while I'm there? I mean, these are things we don't normally have to deal with. So I, I think our brains are just exhausted, and it's and but as it continues to drag on, it's dulling our senses a bit because it's all the same. And so one of the um, tricks the author said he called it flow. Did you read that part about flow? Uh, maybe I can't remember. All right. So what he's saying is, uh, flow is that elusive state of absorption in a meaningful, ch- meaningful challenge, or a momentary bond where where you have a sense of time, place, and self melts away. And so he suggested, like he uses what he um, does in the morning, as he does an early morning word game that helps catapult him. It's a bit challenging to help get his brain going. And before I even read this thing about flow, one of the tricks I have been doing for the past few weeks is um, this be, will be shocking for all of our regular listeners. But, because I suck at math, but one of my favorite things to do when I want to challenge my brain is I love to do Sudoku puzzles, which is all about numbers. But um, I've been doing that um, in the morning. Instead of like getting up and just doom scrolling, I've been doing Sudoku puzzles. <laughs> and then in the evening, um, when I'm trying to relax before I watch a movie or something, I do more Sudoku puzzles. It's something I've always craved puzzles. I've always um, enjoyed doing them. And it's one of the things that's trying to help snap my brain together, trying to help me think. Have you been using any any tricks like that? Have I been using any tricks? No, but I do have a, a, a morning routine of sorts. So I do get up and do yoga and meditation. So every weekday uh, without fail. And sometimes at the weekends as well, depends uh, what I've got on. Um, so I guess that those are just two things that I do that are it's good for getting you going like you know the yoga gets the blood flowing around your body um and the meditation sometimes helps sometimes doesn't you know the meditation is a bit like writing uh sometimes it really flows and sometimes it doesn't but you know you take it off the list so it's good so um yeah so I, I think doing those two things always makes me feel better and then I can launch into the day I think what I'm realizing really is that routine and me aren't very routine is a good thing but routine and me aren't always best friends but if I can have like certain milestones through the day then that's that does at least anchor me down one of the things they were saying it I don't know if it was in this article or something else uh, I was reading but you know yeah languishing is just feeling a bit flat a bit fed up bored ennui as the French would say Uh, they they always say it so much better don't they Um, but one of the things is you know you not only are you not seeing friends and family but you're not like you said, you're just not experiencing real connections with people uh, by meeting up with them. So you're not, and you're not experiencing the happy endorphins you get when you when you see friends and family. And I think I said at the, the at, right at the end of May, I went and saw we went and saw a couple of our best friends, and that was really lovely because we 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 hugged them because we're officially allowed now by Boris to hug them. So uh, we hugged them and we spent had dinner with them and spent a whole evening and stayed over, and that was. That was actually, it, it sort of buoys the soul to do that. So I think gradually, as everything returns to normal, hopefully, you know, everybody's mood will pick up. But it has been challenging, and I can understand the whole languishing thing. Although I do have to say that languishing itself, the word, sounds quite nice. Yeah, how did you describe it in the email? Because you're like, oh, I love this word. And I was like, I don't think she's getting it. <laughs> You know, it's like to me. It's you know, it it sounds like you're having a a really delicious 
two hour lie-in or something or and you're really comfortable or you're in a hammock with a cigar and a Mai Tai. Are you going to be smoking cigars in Scotland? Doubtful. <laughs> but, no. I, but I will be drinking whiskey. Well, yeah, Scotland. Mm. I mean, it's kind of like, yeah, I think it's a must. Even I don't like whiskey, but I, I had some while I was there because you kind of have to. Did you make that face? Probably, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it, but whatever. <laughs> All right, should I move on to the one of the other things the uh, article suggested? Do it. One of the um, another tips is um, schedule uninterrupted time, which I think kind of also goes with, um, oh gosh, now I'm forgetting. Is it Cal Newport? Yeah, deep work. Was they, yeah, deep work. It kind of reminded me a bit of that as well. Yeah. So um, what it is is like you said, you set aside some time that's uninterrupted, so you know, put your phone with all the alerts that are blowing up your phone and everything, and this um, set aside time for a certain task and block out everything to help get you into that groove. Ever since I've read that, I think it was either you or Harper who suggested it. Now I can't remember, mm. but um, I've always done that where like I'll clear off my desk when it's time for me to actually focus on writing, clear off all that like any type of discretion distraction except there's one new distraction I can't get rid of because she insists on sleeping on the desk when I'm writing is my cat so I kind of have to try to block her out maybe I should get like blinders like you know they put on horses so I can't see her <laughs> I might still be on the font comment I don't know but anyways, uh, but it's one of those things that does help you at least focus on the task at hand yes definitely uh, and that goes back to me saying you know the the pomodoro method um it's something that i u have used uh in the past and i do uh quite often do the sprints maybe i've just got a bit lazy with them you know like i'll, I'll allow myself to wander after 10 minutes and that's not very deep work is it everyone <laughs> 10 minutes no we can do better so just set yourself a timer uh however long it may be they suggest 25 minutes on five minutes off um, for, in the first instance but when I was really into the groove I was doing 45 minute an hour sprints uh, and that way you can really get a lot of stuff done yeah and it is something you have to train yourself for you like you can't just start out at 45 minutes no. because maybe 10 minutes is your max at that time but it's something you can build up and if you keep doing it so and it does take discipline and there are times you have to realize that sometimes there are times your brain just will not cooperate so um, you kind of you have to also be kind to yourself. Don't beat yourself up. But um, yeah, it's something that you train to do. Yes, definitely. All right. And another tip from this article was set small goals. This is this is me. All all this is me. I am not the person <laughs> that you can tell. I do not like to know the big picture. Like if you are giving me a task and you say, "Oh wow, this is a big job," I'm immediately going to be like, "I can't do it." I just can't do it. Um, I am the type who has to break down every task I do, even even to this day. Like we're recording on a Tuesday, and the IHL newsletter, which is um, something I work on all week, it goes out. But every Tuesday, without fail, I outline every small task I need to take care of in order to finalize the newsletter. And there are times if I forget to write something down, I fuck it up, <laughs> and then it causes me nothing but problems. But I can't just say, oh, it's newsletter time. I have to know each step involved. And so when he said set small goals, I was like, I'm all over this one, buddy. This is me. <laughs> I may I may still be languishing, but I at least got small goals down. <laughs> I don't think you're taking this languishing seriously, TB. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, I, and I guess that sort of goes back to, you know, uh, m for me, I make a to-do list every day. 
Uh, and I haven't put that many things on it uh, each day because I know roughly what I can and cannot achieve. As long as I, I tick off most of the things, then I'm quite happy. Uh, but yeah, that's, you know, small goals, isn't it? And don't, don't overload yourself with that. Don't, don't think, oh, small goals, let's make 10 of them. No. That, that defeats the whole purpose. <laughs> you want to feel like you're accomplishing something. So yeah, set small goals and then celebrate each victory. I mean, you and I are always, uh, uh, I don't preaching is the wrong word. I'm not, you and I are always advocating. Like when you publish a book or when you get the uh, draft off to the editor on time and stuff like that, celebrate each stage because it is an all a process, but each stage is a big thing you've accomplished. All right. That's it. All I, that's all I have for languishing. Just that um, we're all doing it. Yep. Just know that if you are languishing, you're not alone and um the whole world is uh kind of languishing at the moment but uh signs are good things are opening up let's hope it continues baby steps small goals you see that's what we yes. should be We're, the whole world's setting small goals tb so i mean i can conquer the world then if i set small goals to do that pretty much yes everything can be broken down into small goals do let us know. Are you languishing? If you are, we'd love to hear from you and uh, give us your tips on how to cope, cope with it, and just cope with life. Hey, it's a big one. It's a big one this week, isn't it? So uh, that's it for us until now. We are taking a two-week break, uh, so we will, we will, we will <laughs> we'll be back uh, at the end of June. I think it's June the twenty-eighth. June the 28th, um, and we're going to be discussing all things Pride, because June is Pride Month, so we're going to sing that we're glad to be gay, aren't we, TB? We're going we're gonna to cram a whole month of Pride into one episode. Yes, <laughs> yes. We're going to dress up in rainbows and glitter. Um, yes, yeah, so we're going to have a two-week break, um, so enjoy the next couple of weeks in june and we will see you back here on june the 28th but if you do want to comment uh, do get in touch with us via the website lesbiansyourwrite.com email us lesbiansyourwrite at gmail.com facebook us twitter us at leswhowrite instagram me so for our pride episode since i can have a rainbow can i drink my wine out of the rainbow can i would be disappointed if you don't Shall we come to the episode with a uh, with some booze? That might be interesting. <laughs> yeah, because I'm so well put together, like when I'm sober. <laughs> <laughs> so join us on June the twenty eighth for booze and feathers and glitter. It's going to be a lesbians who write like no other. Well, you've just added more complications. <laughs> I told you, small goals. <laughs> Until then, uh, keep writing. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to Lesbians Who Write. Follow us on Twitter at Les Who Write or show us some love on our website by leaving us a comment or buying us a coffee. And sign up to our newsletter while you're there to never miss another episode. Head over to lesbianswhowrite.com. Also, if you could take a moment to leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast, it would help more listeners to discover us. Thanks so much and see you next time.